Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You bring people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yep. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one pounder with cheese in France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my... my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave and john i'm on time you slid right in god thank god for that intro it's what i do <laughs> i had to poop again so I actually texted that to you. Pooping? Oh, I didn't get it. <laughs> I was busy pooping. So before we start, happy Easter to everyone out there who celebrates. It is Easter Sunday for Christians all around the world. So if you're uh, you're watching this and you're of the Christian persuasion, happy Easter to you. So. Happy Easter. <laughs> yes, that's probably why you had to poop, because you probably had a big Easter dinner. Did have a big Easter. We had like a make move my mom, Michael. But we had a very early dinner, so we had one and I ate a lot and it kind of settled in my belly. And then just before I went upstairs to get ready and I'm like, oh, I got to take care of business. Oh. <laughs> yes, this is compelling hey. podcasting. Anyone so, else have good poops today? I did. When I got home from dinner, I pooped. We had dinner at three o'clock. John, how about home. you? How's your pooping? I think it would be just redundant, an old man talking about how regular he is. So I will just, <laughs> just abstain from this discussion. Thank you very much. Epstein. Oh, no, we don't talk about him. Jesus. John. Wrong show. <laughs> so how are you john how is life in the world of mr o'grady yeah had a quiet weekend my my neighbors got chickens and now my cat i watched my cat i have some binoculars for my bird watching and i'm watching my cat just prowl around the outside of the cage these are really big birds can i take one i don't think Ooh. he can take one but yeah <laughs> he can't get into the cage so he's your neighbors got uh, chickens mine got crabs wait boom Oh, God. What uh, was about to say, is that a really bad, dirty joke? Yes. That, that, <laughs> that's that what I do. Like, that joke was a brick wall for the discussion. Oh, that's, what I, that's also what I do. Yes, pretty much. Everything fine. I went to see the movie yesterday. It was great. Saw it with one of my neighbors. I've, I have somebody that I can actually watch geek stuff with now. It's really cool. His cool. little girls watch my watch my cats when I'm out. So it, it's all copacetic. It's really cool. It's nice, actually. Awesome. How about you, JD? Anything new and exciting? Not really. Went to a camp this weekend, did some wrestling, came home, took the kid to the show, went to the in-laws for dinner. I bought an Amazon Fire Stick. That's new. We usually have Roku. We're trying something different. So you guys use Amazon Fire? I have, no. I have Fire Sticks. I've been thinking of trying a Roku because the interface for the Amazon Fire Sticks is you have this one small row of apps and it only there's only you know, it can only show like five of them or six of them at the same time. And the rest of the screen is all advertisements, them trying to get you to go to other things and watch other shows that you possibly might have to rent or buy. So what's Roku? 
Like, how does Roku... Why would you try a Fire Stick if you're on Roku? Like, My wife puts our pictures of the kid on Shutterfly for her dad. Uh, and Shutterfly is no longer supported by Roku. Huh. That's the problem. Fire Stick has supports a lot of stuff that I couldn't find that are supported through Samsung's interface or whatever. Stuff like Asian, Crunchyroll, High Dive, a few others. So Crackle, I think, was another one that wasn't supported by some of the regular TV stuff, but is on the Fire Stick. So. I was going to say, also, most smart TVs, it's Roku that's built into them, not yeah. Amazon. Got one of each now, so we're just going to... We got a new Roku, or actually a given to us Roku, and a given Fire Stick, so I think she's just going to try her hand and see what we think about it. Oh, so The one thing I know about the Fire Sticks is you can get the extra edition where you can actually plug the Cat5 cable, the, the network cable, directly into it instead of doing, doing Wi-Fi so that you can do the 4K stuff. And the one those, thing- those extra boxes for the network cable, they burn out quick. I don't know mm. what bad engineering they have, but like I had, I, in the lifetime of one Fire Stick, I had three of those. Uh, They're cheap. One- but the one thing I know about Fire Stick is that apparently they're easy to jailbreak. And I've really? heard, haven't tried And them. I know quite a few people who've had jailbroken Fire Sticks that like have tons of movies on them. I don't know how that works. <laughs> I have a Roku. I guess underneath <laughs> underneath the covers, it's just another Android operating system. Probably, which Most is TVs, odd because I don't have Android for anything. I'm Mac everything, but whatever. I, I know, but that's but therein lies the problem. Android's an open system. It's easy for a TV manufacturer to get a cheap license and then modify right. it to whatever they want. Apple ain't letting they, nobody do nothing like that. Sir. So, yeah, other than that, uneventful. Six weeks left of school. Pretty excited about that. Cracking down on the new book. Very happy about that. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Other than that, yeah, same old status quo. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing all right. Fairly uneventful week, though. I did take uh, two days off this week. And went to Lancaster with my girlfriend because she was on spring break, spring break. And uh, I realized that, like, I am, I want to move out of the country, out of the country, out of the city. <laughs> I don't get Some that of far. us want to move out of the country, too, the way things are going. But okay, yeah. Let's not, this is not that podcast. But, like, I'm sitting there and one of the main things that's appealing about Lancaster is you're, obviously, you're more in the country, right? And... We go to the grocery store because I needed. I didn't. I normally go grocery shopping on Tuesday, so I was like, "We'll just pick a few things up here, and then I'll take them home, and then we'll get a few on ends later." And the produce is so much better than oh. anything you can get in the supermarket in the city, and half the price of anything you're going to pay in the city because it's coming from a local farm right there. I got this lunch meat that they make, and oh my god, it was so good. Yeah, yeah when stuff is in season around here. They'll get it directly from the farms because it's cheaper for them. And yeah, it's like instead of spending like weeks to months on a barge, it's they've gotten it like a couple of days before at the most. True said you slid right in. Okay. <laughs> My guy right there. Don laughed at that. Oh. Randy said that works for both. Oh, you guys can all see me itching my armpit. I'll stop doing that now. This reminds me of my neighbor that I went to the movie with. He's, I told him about the podcast. He said he went to check it out. And the very first thing he heard was me saying, I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole. And that's all he needed to know as an introduction to the podcast. It's fair. It's fair. 
Yeah, oh. we have pro- yeah. Drew says they use Fire Stick for Bleacher Report Live. If, if you're a wrestling fan, everyone has nightmare experiences of Bleacher Report Live because that's where you get your AEW pay per views from. And I've never had a problem with it on the Roku, but I see people complaining about it all the time. Like I said, it, this was out of my hands, and I'm not opposed to trying something. We've had Roku since 2014, so I'm not yeah. opposed to doing something different for a little bit. We'll see. Watch it to hear what's YouTube you. mostly, yeah. and YouTube use also on. Yeah. But so, I'll, I'll be interested to hear what the differences are between the interfaces, like for, for the apps that are that both have, and yeah. like what you think about it. Yeah. I will write a report. This, this goes with the streaming wars we talk about every once in a while. Like, who, who's yeah. going to own the TV that owns the streaming that, that the streaming services you watch? Because it makes a big difference. So you, you mainly know? watch YouTube, you said, JD. Mainly YouTube yeah. and like Turner properties. I think the people that are watching us on YouTube right now. They should take a moment and hit that subscribe button right down there. And also, you know what? Like the video and leave a comment. All we're greatly at, appreciate <clears throat> We're at like 650 subscribers on YouTube roughly, right, Dave? Yes. It's yes. moving on up. 350 away from 1,000. Help us hit that goal. And the money rides in and we don't uh, do anything with it. It would be nice it to make nice. pennies on the penny. <laughs> pennies. Pennies on the penny. Yes. Pennies on the penny. I need a new cart to to pull the audio equipment around with me at conventions because my arm ain't doing it anymore. <laughs> I need a new cart to put before the horse. Uh, yes, oh. conventions are. We're starting to apply. There's a couple in the Philly area that we're going to be heading to this year. I, we are applied to. We'll see if we, we get still, in. Still no sign of the great Philly comic. Oh, page. hold on. Random Randy says I might unsubscribe if my comments aren't read in a timely manner. That, Ooh, was, a th- that was a threat if I delivered one. That is, that is a threat, Randy. More Jeez. like a promise. <laughs> Wait, let's see if we play your promo again. Might get us in trouble. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, Easter today. And the other thing I did is I'm caught up on The Mandalorian. JD, you said you were going to do three and three. Come I was on. too busy. I was too busy this week. We had tests. Yeah, you we and have, your wrestling. I practice, and then we have also have this ACT bullshit or SAT bullshit. We got to get ready for at school. That's eating up more of my time than I'm happy with. I have to sit there in class and watch these dorks take a test and do just sit there and stare at them. So mad hey, about that. Hey, hey, SAT is the students. reason I was able to get an academic scholarship in college after oh, failing out of high school. So they're necessary. <laughs> I understand it. I just don't want to do them myself. I don't want. He to already addressed them. you. He said the dorks. He said the oh, dorks. okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. My so no, I'm not caught up on my man. Though. See, so. this is why we need Don here. You can kick here. Hold on. <laughs> Watch the show on your phone while they take the test. There you go. That is a great idea. I'm going to go out now. You guys can talk about the show. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, fine. We put him in the cone of silence. Don't put um, this baby in a corner. Now I'm well, going for real this time. <laughs> he was still listening. Hey. <laughs> that doesn't work. Uh, so what did you think of the episode? It's getting some weird flack online because... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, what were we going to say? Because people are upset that he, that oh, he actually left. People are upset that they gave the dark saber been what's not the Jordan. That's Mando, Bo-Katan. But it's like yeah, but- they've been setting that up since mm. they brought her in live action. That's where this has been going. I'm glad that ownership of the of the dark saber follows the same rules as wand in it, was it the Hollow's wand in Harry Potter? Because like. The master wand in Harry Potter. It's a, it's just it's a, it gets so complicated. Who owns it at what point, and what constitutes transferal of ownership? That not even Disney lawyers could probably figure it out. Yeah, Randy's. They tried. He's tried to give it to her since season two. 
Right. Like, but since then, she saved, she did right. defeat the guy who defeated him. In but fact, here's the thing. In fact, I think it was Don who pointed that out. Like, it is her saber now because she used it to defeat the guy who defeated him. Him. Dinjarin. Yeah. Dinjarin, yeah. yeah. But here's the broader, if you take a, the broader picture is if you take a step back and look at it, this is the third time she's owned it. And Basically, every time there's a fight over succession for ruler of Mandalore or for somebody trying to become ruler of Mandalore, it breaks out in this huge battle over semantics and all these different theologies and everything. At this point, that sword is just a base curse on the entire Mandalore citizenry. It's just all it does is bring out the worst parts of them all the infighting over, they're all different. There's too many different sects and they all believe different things that are like completely orthogonal to each other. And this sword gets in the middle of it and brings out the worst of it. And every time there's a fight over it, I don't know how many times they're getting, they could bomb the Mandalorian homeworld, but the next time, they, like what's coming up now, we might be looking at a genocide of the Mandalorians because like they're, it just, it's going to lead them into disaster. And again and again, it keeps on doing that. And if you look at it, the Mandalorians are the problem. Their belief in this thing is the problem because they will believe that even who is the guy who owned it before Din Djarin went from or the guy who had it. Got Mo- Moff Gideon. Yeah, Moff Gideon, right. They Moff Gideon got it. And the Mandalorian's like, oh, he's the ruler. The hell are you mean? What, what do you mean that you're giving it to the... Don, no. Don says it's speculated that it's been cursed since Maul owned it, which, yeah, that makes it's sense. A, it's been a curse the whole freaking time. All it did, it's an object. It belies the stupidity of believing in an object more than reality. Whoever owns it, okay, so if Darth Vader had it, he's the ruler of Mandalore. Drew I mean, says I mean, Star Wars sex. Nice. <laughs> yeah, for a few minutes, for what, a day or so, that creature on Mandalore was the ruler of Mandalore. It's just, it's the idea of it is so stupid. And I think maybe they're going to show just how much of a disaster the Mandalorian creed is. I'm still, this again is starting to give me really bad vibes from Din Djarin's sec. Not but- him himself. He's fine. I think the the armorer, what's her face? Or yeah, she's. I feel I, like there's the vibe they're trying to give you is that they're setting her up to be evil in some way or have a underhanded plan. Where I feel like that's not going to happen because it's going to subvert your expectations. She's looking to convert the rest of the Mandalorians, and this is and between the fact that the the Mythosaur has shown up, and now she had Bo-Katan, and Bo-Katan has the dark saber. She's a perfect opportunity to bring all the rest of the Mandalorians back and then give and then have a shot at converting them. That's all she cares about. Yeah, Randy says that would make the most sense. Plus, the show is trying to recon the, all Ret- the mistakes of the future trilogy. I Retcon, do feel like yeah. they're recon, yeah, I feel like they are trying to do that. Why? Yes, they're all, they're also setting that up, but that has that that's separate from the Mandalorian issue. Ideology. I think the, the idolatry is not I, good. Idolatry, yeah. Yeah, no, idolatry is never a good thing. Her helmet is that of the one of the Mandalorians that followed Maul, who, by the way, killed Bo-Katan's sister. Interesting. Yeah. I never, I didn't realize that. I'm, yeah, the, really... Man, the Mandalorians have a very bad issue with their theologies. They, they need to ascend from those and keep them behind right. them. And yes, right. the, the armor, armor. We got yeah. that. I don't know. I, it's interesting. Like the whole, the show at the moment is going in the direction of 
bringing people back to Mandalore, but showed from the beginning he doesn't want to be the ruler. He wants to just which would make him the perfect ruler. The Uh, best people to rule are the ones who do not want to because they're the ones that know how bad the job is going to be. They're the ones that are going to make the right, usually. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's a story. There's a story of a guy in Rome who became ruler of Rome three times. And all three times, it was because there was this weird rule in the Roman Senate that said that they could send somebody to ruler in times so, of need that would then give it up later because they wanted democracy, but they understood the need for a single voice as a ruler once in a while. And there was a farmer that became ruler three times, and each time he gave it up after. It's did, also, he, that's, the, that's also the story of George Washington. He didn't want to be president because he, didn't, he thought it'd be right. perceived too much like a king. He didn't want the job. And it's just why they gave him the job. And why he gave it up later. I think Don makes a great point here. The primary concern is, his primary concern, meaning Dinjarin, is uh, growth training, which is really what the heart of the story is, that it's a father and son story. He's worried about his son. He wants what's best for his son, which is who's Grogu. And that's all he's concerned about. He's not concerned about rolling. He just wants to be a good father. But if you look at the story, who's the person who keeps bringing people together? Well, of course. He keeps bringing people together, no matter where they're from, no matter what their difference is. He oh, he walks into a room and they and they he gets them to work together. Bo-Katan is hit or miss with that. Yeah, she's got good intentions, and I don't really think she wants to rule anymore, uh, except that the armor is like saying, "Here's rulership on a stick. Do you yeah. want the rulership? Do you want the rulership?" But I think Dinjarin would still be the perfect ruler. And you're right. Yeah, Grogu's training is his primary goal, which he's a, that's Din Djarin for you. So yeah. I don't know. I think the whole thing is going to go to crap. I do. I, and the thing is, it can't. the season can't have a happy ending because then there isn't going to be a next season. And I'm pretty sure... They're going to have a movie now that ties all yeah. of the Disney+. Plus. Do, should we get Don... I was about to say, we'll get to all that in the news. So let's bring our good friend JD back in here. That's enough Mandalorian talk for now. We can mention that they're going to have a movie that's supposed to tie all the Disney Plus series right. together. We have, that's in the news. It's in the news. Oh, okay. I, I did bring that article. <laughs> oh, you know that thing I'm supposed are, to read? Right. Are you here, JD? Hi, I'm back. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I had the yeah, audio off and I was like just checking in when you were back and forth. I was trying to get, never mind. I'm good. What yes. are we talking about? Oh. Uh, we were <laughs> talking about Mandalorian, so it's but enough of that. So now that we're done with that madness, we got a little bit of social media madness. JD, cut and run again. Cut and run again quick. (laughs) Yeah, I got to go. So first off, there's some comments that were left on the last video. Crispy Tortilla said, Nice. I've never played D and never will, but loved (gasps) the movie. That was me. It's the best movie I've seen in a really long time. Glad to hear that the movie is realistic to the game. See, and here's the thing. The Dungeons and Dragons movie was good even for people who've never played Dungeons and Dragons before. And because it has this rich history and huge mythology to draw from, that's actually co- way more cohesive than anything like Star Trek or Star Wars has today. Like they they could make a couple more movies and it would just, as long as they keep the writing good and true like this movie was, man, they could make a mint off of this. Yeah. Just keep giving them a budget. Yeah. Uh, Randy said, okay. Watched the movie after the episode aired, loved the movie, and took the kid who had a blast and just 
started D&D. Awesome. And, and then he asked, so when is John starting his D&D anime podcast? D&D anime? Actually, I think I heard that they were going to do a D&D oh. animated series now. D&D anime. Uh-huh. 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 Okay. No, not even close. Okay, no. I tried. Just, oh, jeez, the DC apologist is about to go off on D and D. That coming from yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember to tell people who, if for those on the audio side, we're reading quote or comments. So. Classy, yo, what's up? I didn't see Mario, but I ended up watching anime. Oh no, no, <laughs> no derailing for anime this week. Let's see what else. Over on the Twitter sphere, we had we had talked about Shazam not too long ago, and Kassan Warren tweeted at us, our good friend, said, "Wow, Shazam is coming to streaming tomorrow. That was as of April eighth. This speaks volumes. So yeah, like that went to streaming faster than anything has yet, unless it was specifically made for streaming. So yeah, that yeah. was that's pretty bad, don't you think? And are they expecting to make money up for it?" I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know. This is weird. I don't usually be like, oh, it came out so quick. It must mean a failure. It's not done great, but I don't know if this wasn't the plan initially or what. Oh, either. I don't know. There's got to be some calculation, think. right? Look at the box office. They do the, they crunch the numbers. And at a certain point, they say we will make more money streaming now than we will keeping it in the theaters, right? Yeah. So that's probably something like that. <clears throat> hey, Tim. Tim Jones says, hey, guys, just jumping in. East. Happy Easter, by the way, just hit number 43. I've seen 43 newspapers. Congratulations. Wow. Nice. So. Keep, yeah, keep I, I don't, that that, maybe that was the plan, but I don't think so. I think it just did way below projections, and they're like, all right, let's get some on stream. I don't think it did below projections. I think it did, but they expected it to. I don't think they had many plans. Sorry, I'm missing my light. I'm, not, I'm still discombobulated with the new office. I don't think it did. Pro- I think it did projections. I think they weren't expecting much from it. And this is where we are. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I wonder if that's going to be a model going forward. If a movie does poorly or a movie is projected to do it poorly, they're going to jump it on streaming as fast as possible. That's been the model for years now, though, hasn't it? I mean, it's... When you think about it, it's not any different than how stuff, how quickly things got sent to DVD or, or VHS back in the day. It used to be a lot longer, but that 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 required production. But with streaming, it's like they can just flip a switch now. Well, it's, just digital, it's a digital file. You just send the ones yeah. and zeros over. Yeah, they have to get people to keep their HBO Max before the fire sale of the whole app. He's not wrong. <laughs> They need people on there when they try to dump it. They're... Warner's launching this 100th anniversary celebration this year. Yeah. So I don't foresee them getting rid of HBO Max. They need to do something different with it. There was talk of them combining into one app. I don't know where yeah. we stand on that with them and Discovery. That was a while ago. It was a yeah. while ago. Discovery so, Max. Yeah, Discovery Max. It was or like... When then they were we were talking about so discoveries. Ah, we think that HBO branding it scares people, and we were laughing about that. It's the uh, discovery side that that scares people. <laughs> that, it's a different it's a different crowd. It's, it's sometimes when you get these two, you, when you make these mergers, you think that having two completely different audiences is good because you just grow your audience both ways, but it doesn't necessarily work that way. It doesn't. Yeah. Classy says, "I like Warner Brothers greater than Disney." Huh? That's unique. Not a lot of people think that. Yeah. All right, and then finally. We had talked about Jonathan Majors and him being accused of something, and I won't go into the, those details right now, but asking, we did ask the question, 
will this affect the future of the MCU? Because what you call it, there are rumors about recasting. I don't know how serious that is right now. And uh, random Randy Savage said, Joey from So Wizard said it best. Caring how these charges will affect a non-existent films is insulting to everyone involved in the charges. Thanks. This is getting serious, though. They Like, Marvel has actually been talking to his agent at this point. And there's a lot of other people coming forward now saying that he's literally a sociopath on set. I've heard that, too. Not that person, but I've read the accounts that it was, like, supposedly a very, like, a poor-kept secret in the film circles that he's actually known for this behavior, which is spooky when you think about it. But, yeah, which, we, I don't know, which you'd not think, surprising. Like, you'd think, like, Marvel casting had this crack team of people like because their casting has been so spot on and so clean up till now they like, never have i know I mean, they had to make a mistake at some point but wow i just think the guy one. they never had allegations about him for there's whispers about people but you can't not put people to work right, because of right. whispers and it's not like they're the only people this guy's got eight movies out this year right like he was a big hit on Creed how does Creed. Disney not know this? Creed, he was in the art of that Navy movie that came out recently. HBO oh, right. Warner did a show with him a couple years ago, that Lovecraft County country. Yep. If there were whispers, okay, let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be real. Nobody cares. Even in a post Me Too universe, in a, a post Me Too world, if the word doesn't get out, nobody cares because plausible deniability. If they can make money with you, they don't care what you do. Until yeah. it becomes public, until it becomes public knowledge, public knowledge that yeah. is the truth. That is the bitter secret that nobody wants to talk about. Oh, Harvey Weinstein would still have. There you go, Ezra <laughs> Miller. As well. Like they could care. They probably do know, but until it becomes public, they don't care. They don't have to deal with it. WWE just did this big merger with Endeavor. Vince McMahon is this, you know, this rapist. Nobody cares, right? Yeah, nobody cares. Classy was right. Classy wrote he's in the military ads too. Yeah, military suspended his contract from what I've heard already. Like they, norm, normally it's innocent until proven guilty, but the actions that some of these organizations are taking are basically like they've seen the allegations and they've I feel seen that something it's, we haven't and it's bad. I feel that it's in, in today's world, it's become they're become overly cautious right away. Just in case we, yeah. something does come out of it, they want to be like, we were ahead of it, as opposed yeah, to we're waiting for them to formally be convicted of something. Or formally charged. Formally charged, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. But don't you, wouldn't, if you're a pub, if you're a company, wouldn't you rather be that way? Oh, in today's world, yeah. Yeah. Yes. But what's the thing, because, but that's just going to make money. It's like he doesn't lose money. Because then we get all these people saying, oh, boycott this, boycott that. Why are you working with this? Why are you working with that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's this fine way. You walk the fight rope until the, they give you problems, then you cut bait right away. Yeah. Whether they're guilty like, or not. I feel like what's happening is, and this is just because it's rumor and speculation, nothing has come out solid, that Disney's basically just getting ready. They're deciding to see which way the wind blows, and then they're going to make a quick, oh, He's gone. We've already replaced them. And they're going to get something ready to in the background. Yeah, they got a guy ready to go. And hey, because he's yeah, a variant, that, in the that case, guy's name is that guy's name is Chat GPT. Kempo <laughs> 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 Academy said, "Happy Easter, fellas! Happy, Happy Easter. Easter! My light is dying on me right now, so I'm going to be doing this pot in the dark. Great! What a day! Wake yourself in, wait, in wait, shadow. Wait. Believe, and your light might rise again in three days." I'm talking about my penis and not talking about my light. Oh, that was bad. That was yes. bad, CD. Yes, it's what I do. It's what I do when I'm frustrated, too. Here uh, we are. Moving on. That is actually all the social media for this week. I wasn't oh, very God, active on social media. <laughs> so, 
If you'd like to be part of Social Media Madness and possibly get me to mispronounce your name next week on the podcast. <laughs> possibly. Here, here's our good friend Don to tell you more. How's the show going? You join it? Do you want to be part of Social Media Madness? And go ahead and head over to SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all the social links, episodes of the show, you can find comic reviews by Chris and other articles. We're posting stuff on there all the time. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Great shows like the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Colt 45, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, So Wizard, and Superhero Speak. Hashtag GW All-Stars and you will not be disappointed. So make sure that you are engaging with the Superhero Speak Twitter post. Whenever they come up, give us your best comment, and you may make JD say this. I get so tired of these dumb motherfuckers. All right, it's back to the show. That was awesome. He was like, he came to me and he was like, what was the episode where JD like flipped out about the people on social media? And then I told him, and I'm like, and then he sent me that, like, oh, that's brilliant. How old, (laughs) how long ago was that? That was last year sometime. Was it? Oh, wow. Yeah. Today's Superhero Speak out of context clip of the week. <laughs> that rule. Thank you, Don. You've made my day. <laughs> so, yes. And if you're watching this right now, don't forget, hit that subscribe button down below. And then if you leave a comment, we will use it in next week's episode. I promise you. So, on that note. Oh, and don't forget to check out the Mecha Level Nerds podcast available on YouTube. And wherever podcasts are available. And on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And we'll be right back. Some podcasts are like this. I don't wash my hands. I don't really trust people that wash their hands because, one, I don't think it does anything. And some podcasts are like this. And let's be honest, I'm starting to think it's a scam because I have a, a very painful sunburn. They had no sunblock in the 17, 1800s, but yet nobody was dying of skin cancer. So what's <laughs> giving you skin cancer? Listen, that the is a phenomenal point. But only one podcast is where you can get in-depth analysis like this. So like Max is like searching through these fake photos of his old fight for the murder memories, and we get another flashback, and it's fucking... It's the same... It's the same flashback! Fucking... Nothing has changed. No information has been added. Cave... In skull head explosion. Nothing about this flashback gives us anything Two new. Rings, grab a rope. Nothing about this Shadow is important. Finger. Why are you showing the why are you wasting my time showing this fucking flashback that I've already seen? Was there a quota to show David Carradine's face like 85 times? It had to have been. You are now listening to Call This is Beat'em Down. And I'm Random Randy Savage. Find us on all your podcatching apps like Podbean or Spotify. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or just go to www.cult45podcast.com. Also check out our YouTube for that sweet video content. Cult 45, the only podcast that puts hair on your chest. After these messages, we'll be right back. That was also awesome. <laughs> yes, both of them sent me updated videos this week, so of course I had to include them. Just uh, that spot put hair on my chest. <laughs> I shaved my chest hair earlier today, or it would have put hair on my chest. You have to shave every, after every time you listen to that. <laughs>
Oh yeah, God. I got to shave all over again. All right, Frosty. let's talk about some news. <laughs> yeah, Frosty says, a good comment on Frosty here. He goes, wow, I turn on a podcast and you hear Chick saying she don't wash her hands. I thought the same thing. Randy, Ugh. where did you get that clip? That's gross. <laughs> There's a lot of stupid, just the two podcasts that they showed. In that those time. were dipshit podcasts. I don't know where they were. There those were are a great lot great lines. Yeah. <laughs> great lines. Yeah. I feel like Randy searches for the worst possible. Oh, it's success. Because this, you got a chick going, I don't trust people who wash their hands. And it's, oh, what do you do after you take a deuce? Yeah. Well, I love the guy. It's, oh, yeah, they didn't have sunscreen in the 1800s and they didn't worry about sunburn. So what's giving us the skin cancer? It's like, that's, you don't know anything, do you? That's like, dude, how do you know people weren't dying of skin cancer in the 1800s? They were burning witches still, not in this part of the world, but they were still burning witches. Like, how do you know people weren't dying of sun can- of skin cancer? Yes, Come they on, didn't, dude. That, how much like that before the so... ozone layer became thin? You still don't that know people has... didn't have skin cancer. Like, how do say, you that know? Has, that has nothing to do with it. When did people start labeling things cancer? When did they start figuring out what That's cancer true. was? Not until well, the 20th also, century. Also, I don't believe in Victorian times that they actually had stuff like bikinis back then and did stuff like sunbathing. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> Tans were not quite the thing if art has told me things. They might have got a tan right around like their ankle area if they showed too much, though, like they were taken away. Let's talk about the people who worked the farms and stuff like that. I'm sure they were getting lots of sunburn. Sure, there were problems, but the life expectancy was 40. Yep. God, there's a lot All of right. stu- Oh, hey, Don, here's another one. There's a lot of stupid motherfuckers out there and a lot of meth <laughs> podcasts. Nice. Oh, oh no, it's infected the podcast. The podcast. Yeah, it's like a virus. Yeah. Much so, like my neighbor with the crabs. Speaking of confusing things, <laughs> Hippocrates. Okay, sorry. I was going to read Hippocrates. Oh, oh no, uh, hypocrites. Hippocrates. No, it's Hippocrates. Hippocrates. No, it Hippocrates. Hippocrates. Yeah, I did read that right. Thank you, Dave. Or Documented melanoma in three BC. But did they like? Did they understand what it was? I don't know. Killed you. That's no. all you need to know. I'm so no. backlit. You're not wrong, JD. Crazy. All right. Here you go, JD. There. How's that feel? Better? Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Not feeling. So, <laughs> a bunch of trailers came out this week, guys. A bunch. Yeah. Oh, my God. A um, bunch. So, we'll start with the non-Star Wars one. The Secret Invasion trailer dropped. Actually, while we were recording last week, we didn't get a chance to actually watch it. Did you guys watch it? What did you think? You told us to. Oh. <laughs> And you, you threatened my cats. Yeah, I watched it. I'm kind of excited about this. It looks pretty good. BD? I just don't care. Like, I, I'm so... <laughs> oh, you're so mad at it? Yeah, man. I'm over all this stuff with Marvel. It doesn't really feel a lot like the Secret Invasion comic, which wasn't no. fantastic. But at the same time, it's not this. I, just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like we it's did a lot like, of this in Winter Soldier. Or um, still, Captain Winter Soldier, yeah. Falcon you're still Winter burned Soldier. out about it? Or I feel like, like I'm burned out, man. I really, we'll put it this way. I'm going to review another trailer that I'm going to rave about in about okay. 10 minutes. This just made me, I don't know. I just, my, I don't my, care. My issue isn't so much that I don't care about Marvel anymore. Okay, Frosty said, I agree. I'll watch it, but it's black. Yeah. My thing is, there's no way this is going to live up to the story in the comics. And again, the, the story in the comics was like, eh. But it was exciting because there were, like, heroes and people that were replaced by the scrolls over years you didn't know. And it was this whole who-can-you-trust thing. And yeah. It's just like, the comic really- was big. It was big. It was like a summer. It was the big event of the summer in 07, I want to say, 08. 
And like, wait, there was someone wait, somewhere. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it didn't. This doesn't feel the scope of this doesn't feel nearly as big. You yeah, because you're right. There was the who do you trust was their whole tech. If Chloe Bennett's in the show, I'll be happy. Chloe Bennett is very pretty, a young woman. So I'll agree with that. <laughs> I just I don't know. I wish I cared more. And it's not like if they were showing some of the heroes in this, and some of them are possibly replaced, it would be exciting. And the other thing is they're showing Rhodey in the trailer. He's the only one. And they show him quite a couple times in the trailer, and there's already theories that oh, he's going to end up being a scroll. So for, what? But he's been like, a scroll for how long? They but, like they don't have Spider Woman in this, so who's been the scroll like the entire time? And that's the thing is, so it's just Nick Fury and Rhodey. Like the Secret Invasion comic was everybody, anybody right. could be a scroll. It wound up being like super disappointing at the end because it yeah. turned out oh, nobody was a scroll. It was just Spider Woman. But when no, they did and, that reveal, Electra. Well, yeah, but they did that right away before it even started. That was the oh, reveal true. that it was coming as they killed Electra, and it turned out she wasn't even Electra that long. Because they no, really kind of didn't Jarvis also end up being a scroll? Jarvis might have been a scroll. I don't recall. That that does sound familiar though. But at the same time, it wasn't like Captain America was a right, scroll. Exactly. You know, it just like that ended flat, but it started big. This I mean, doesn't it, feel like it started big. It's funny because a friend of mine did a lot of the promotional art for that series. Yeah. All the ones where it was really good. The whispering and it was the mask and it was a scroll face. And they basically told him to do every hero. And it was like, okay, cool. But they hmm. half the heroes he promised, most of the heroes he promised didn't end up being scrolls. 95% of them. Yeah. So it really was like over promise, under deliver. But the story was interesting, at least. And they brought back the biggest, longest lasting effectiveness. It brought back Mockingbird. Yeah. And I think that it brought the Avengers back together a little bit after they had been split since Civil War. So it did have ramifications in that regard. And I believe, I'm trying to remember if that, that or Siege is when Norman Osborn as Iron Patriot finally gets defeated. I can't remember what it was. but it, So it had ramifications, but just like the setup and delivery mechanism weren't quite firing all cylinders. Whereas this just feels like... It, if this was big, it would be the next Infinity War. They're right. not selling me that. They're just selling me as this Disney Plus show that I don't want to watch. And it's Nick Fury by himself fighting the scrolls. I don't care. I so don't we'll, care. We'll just have to wait. Like, I'll watch it. I am a little excited about this, but but yeah, we'll wait to see. Like, uh, my what will get me excited about it is if during this you start to see, like, it actually basically starting to affect the rest of the universe. Right? It's not going to have any effect on the rest of the universe. It matter to be part of the movies right now, not shuttered away on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, because it's funny, because even the stuff that like you feel should be affecting the movies in the shows isn't, isn't at this point. Yeah. No. It does, like, it's, Loki should have had a huge effect on everything. And it might not now, but we, saw, we started seeing traces of that in Ant-Man. But now who knows? Now, now who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I'm still Marvel burnt out, guys. And they're not doing anything to get me excited, I feel. Like me personally as a fan. I'm just... yeah. It's like you've gone to the circus and you've seen the act a thousand times. And outside the lion eating the trainer, I don't know what more I can see that's going to be better than what I've already seen. So Classy asked why Secret Invasion, a six-episode show, I thought it was an important event. They're not. And they're telling you it's not. Right. Like it was in the comics, but it's not in the no. MCU, it doesn't seem. No. I, they're tell, listen to what they tell you. Yeah. And Civil War, the other big event that they did in the movies. That was big. Com- it was big. Yeah. It was a much different story than in the comics. It was a better story. Than the it was comics. a better story. Yes. Than it was and it comics. brought us Spider-Man. That had long lasting ramifications. It, split, it set the table to get us to Infinity War. Like, Civil War that, mattered. 
not just Spider-Man. It also gave us Black Panther. That's true. I forgot about that. It did give us Black Panther. It did they a lot. introduced two new heroes. It, like, it was a big move. And this is, yeah, it's an old guy running around fighting some scrolls. They are bringing that, people in from the different series. And other guys, it's, may it's more that hasn't been in the promo. It's time to face the truth. The MCU is not interesting without Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man. It's time to face the truth. I think they've run out of steam. They totally have. And it's a lot of this See, because their major players aren't there anymore. And I you were setting up, we were setting up Black Panther to be the next guy. And Chadwick Boseman died. What are you going to do? Yeah. Who's leading the charge now? Mr. Ooh. Fantastic. That's what they need. He's not they here. Bring the, I know. That's they need the whole thing. This thing. But, what could bring the steam? They're not bringing in yet. That's but the, I don't feel the same way you guys feel it's, about it. Like, I'm still, yeah, I feel like they're in a lull, but I am i don't think they've completely lost it. They've, they've, we, what, I don't know if this is because sometimes in anime you have to wait for the groundwork to be done before you get into a really cool story. I've done, arc, but this, what much, what groundwork can they do? I've been watching these movies since 2008. Like, it's been 15 years. Well, I know, but they're doing groundwork for Phase five now. So Randy right? says, "Miss done. It should be done by now." Who is the leader of the MCU now? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Who is Captain America? Who is? It was Iron Man, right? Iron Man was our spearhead, and Cap was right next to him. Who is that now? I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. Nothing is. I'm not. I don't know. I I feel like I'm drowning in content, and I feel like none of it matters. I really feel like we lost them. I'm really bummed about Ant Man, Doctor Strange. Maybe that's quite possible. Multiverse was fun, but like it really underdelivered on the premise. Just remember to tell people that you're reading from a comment. They think oh, uh, sorry. Switched. Yeah, you, 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 know, you spouting. I no longer care about our podcast audience. What about YouTube? We're looking to the future. The future is now. I would say, as people are confused by things, they need to watch the video to understand. That's right, and subscribe. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Class, you got a good comment here too. He says, "I'm excited. Only got Daredevil, and that's it." And I agree with you. Daredevil is the most intriguing thing we have currently in all this MCU to me. Wanda yeah. was the most interesting character for a while, and she is on the shelf. I don't yeah. have, that. I don't understand why they. Don't. I don't. I, there's just no compelling character that's grabbing me at this point. Could have been Black Panther, but he died. And it was a great I movie. I feel like we felt like it was the end of Black Panther, not see, the beginning. I of feel it. like the MCU started out disconjoined. It did. And then Feige figured out how to put the pieces together and give us what accumulated, accumulated? Thank, Thank you. you. Into Endgame, right? Which was mm -hmm. satisfying. Oh, what was it? 11 years Stuck year the landing. Yeah. Right. And now it's like disconjoined again. They don't yeah. know what to do. They don't know how to pick the pieces up. There doesn't feel like there was a plan for the next two I, phases. And I disagree. I think there is a plan. I think what's hurting is like you don't have the lead properties. And these, there's a reason why these properties are the lead properties, right? There's only so much you can do with Spider-Man. And when, when No Way Home came out, the world stopped because that yeah. was great. But what have we had since? There is no Cap. There is no Spider-Man. There is no Iron Man. There is no Thor. We had a Thor, but it was really disappointing to the point where we were just going... Oh, and that's part of the problem too. Is that like the out the offerings have not been as good? Yeah, they the haven't. Quality been. has gone down since Endgame. It has. Okay, WandaVision was really pretty good. much did it for Thor. WandaVision was really good. I feel like that since WandaVision, nothing has really kind of lived for me personally. And then No Way Home. Other than No Way Home, nothing has lived up to it. Like I'm yeah. burnt, and I feel like the production value isn't great either because I watched this trailer. And then I watch another trailer that we're going to talk about, and I'm going to say, this other thing is beautiful to look at, right? This has energy and bravado and excitement, 
And I don't feel that anymore from anything Marvel. I just don't. Marvel's also having an internal issue with their CGI people. Pay um, them. Yeah, pay, pay, pay them. them. And stop making, stop hiring two, three, four different outfits and having a fight against them. Pay people what they're worth. They, you know, you'll see this in other podcasts and other news outlets. It's like the difference between the CGI from Marvel where what's her, like the guy that was in charge of that or the woman who was in charge of that was basically just making them fight amongst each other. The difference between that and the Star Wars people doing it where the, they have one group, it's a bunch of fans who are doing it out of love and they're paid well. It's Hey, John, who owns Star Wars? John, who owns Star Wars? No, I, I know. Yeah. John, who owns Star Wars? Oh. What is the conglomerate behind you? Star Wars? Who owns it? Disney. Like, who, are, who owns Marvel? Disney. But What's the fucking problem? Why is right. this so I difficult? Know. Like, Why one fired... end of this running this... Yeah, why is one end right. running this so well and the other end can't get out of their own freaking way on these things? Speaking as somebody who works in a huge organization... It took way too long to get out of it. I know you're doing it. It, it is, but it's stupid. Like, I... I Again, I wor- I've worked in large corporations. I work in, in the 800-pound gorilla right now. There are things the where you look across the there are things where you look across the aisle and you're like, "What the hell is your? We've already solved this. What the hell are you doing?" It's, it's just that's corporations. That's why they fired the person in charge of it was it the art director, right? Or who was it that got fired from? Frosty's uh, got a comment. This, the dynamics of the main characters combined with was the glue that made the MCU work. Now it just feels like a bunch of one-offs that no one that that nobody really. Real Scott, I think he's really, as we meant to say, really cares about. I agree 100% because I feel that way. I just, again, for me, character is everything. And I'm having a real hard time latching onto any characters. So, it hurt me that even Ant-Man didn't feel like Ant-Man anymore. Yeah, it, was Vic- so, it was Victoria Alonso that was fired from Marvel. So, was just, you're right. So Iron Man ends, right? Final credit ends. And we got the first after credit scene. And it's Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson playing Nick Fury going, let me tell you about the Avengers Initiative. We and at that from, point, of that point, it was the sound of a million geeks just. What I'm saying, screaming. Yeah. No. That's no, what it sounded stop, like. Please. It's what I was sounded like. Classy says, "Is not going to lie. If Marvel shows and movies are doing long term, they should never kill Iron Man or letting go of Captain America." I agree. And it's funny because Chris Evans today just, or that to say, there was a week was like, "Hey, I feel like there's something more to be done." I saw that. So, and my lighting is so bad this week. Um, what I was getting at is driving me crazy. We knew from that point on they were building to the Avengers, right? We didn't know, but we were like, "You're kidding me." They're we, hoping we, we didn't believe it until the second movie. Well, and then all of a like, sudden, oh. it's then it's all of a sudden it's like we're getting a cat movie, we're getting a Thor movie. It's okay, they're building to the Avengers. That's the Avengers. And we got the Hulk the- movie that same summer. Remember, we got yeah. the Ed Norton Hulk movie. Two Ooh. months later, that ended that that put that doesn't get talked about because that's the wicked stepson of the MCU. Yeah, but that ended with Tony Stark talk like that ended with right. Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. So they laid that foundation right away. And Randy says it's 15 years. That's pretty long. It's ridiculously long. I can't believe how long they've gotten out of it. Like they have milked this cow for everything it's worth, and that's how I feel. I think, like I think point, they can build it up again, though. Go ahead. My Jay. point is. We don't know what they're building to right now. The multiverse whole stuff is a mess. We don't understand it. What There's no, I don't feel like they're building to anything that's exciting. And that's why everything feels like a one-off and no one cares. We got a couple of scenes with the Countess building the Dark Avengers, talking to people to build Thunderbolts. or the Thunderbolts. But the, probably also a scroll, by the way. The Incredible Hulk was an underrated That would movie. be cool. It's from Classy. Um, it's all right. But yeah, but yes, but 
there hasn't been anything else. Like, none of the Thunderbolts have had a solo movie, right? There's nothing, like, that doesn't work. Whereas, if you have the solo movies and then you're building to put them together as the Avengers, let's have solo movies that are going to be the next Avengers and put them together. But we don't have that right now. Also, you don't have that property weight behind it, right? So what do you guys want? I don't know. I, just I want it. Captain America back. I want Iron Man. I want I want to be excited. You know what I want? I'll tell you exactly what I want when we get Build to the next the young trailer. Avengers. What do you want, JD? I'll tell you exactly what I want when we get I, to the next trailer. Okay, we'll get to the next trailer in two seconds, but I say build the young Avengers. Give That'd them solo movies and build to that. We have all the characters introduced already. Yeah. All right, the next trailer that JD really wants to talk about was Blue Beetle. Let's talk about Indiana Jones. No, I'm totally kidding. It's absolutely <laughs> Blue Beetle. God dang, was this great. It was so great. I showed my wife this today in the car. Well, we were parked. We were, we were parked. And I showed her this trailer. And I said, take a look at this And she goes, I think DC finally got one right. Her words, mm. not mine. Because she likes Young Justice. So she knows she's a huge Young Justice fan. So she knows the Blue Beetle from Justice yeah. from Young Justice. And, so and I the right version of Blue Beetle. Too. The right, the Jaime Reyes version. And yeah. But I didn't tell her what it was. I just gave her the phone. So check this out. I'm not telling you what it is. And uh, so when the scarab popped, she goes, oh, like she, right away, it piqued her interests. And then she was in it. I'm watching this trailer. And first of all, I love this, this the Miami Vice style color scheme with this like neon, this neon pink and the blue. That's really cool right now. And it looked great. And I'm looking at the costumes and I'm looking at the CGI and I'm looking at the energy. And this is what the MCU, you, I know, right? JD likes someone from DC. I'm a huge DC fan. I just this wanted someone Ulysses. to like. Yeah, yeah Ulysses. Yeah. Thank you, John. I, it was everything I've wanted. They finally have their, that's what the Blue Beatles always tried to be. Kielatsi says humanity is safe. Brandy says until they fuck it up, they have to prove to me they fucked <laughs> up because that trailer hasn't, they didn't fuck anything up. They right. nailed the trailer. They got me excited for something. But this I, looks it, but great. But they did nail the trailer for a they, few of the others too, because that's what Snyder was good for. The <laughs> tone. Yeah, you're right. This, the tone yeah. of the Snyder stuff is always scary Dark and gritty. And yeah, know. but this wasn't that. This look again to quote my wife: "Fun as humanity, Brandy as humanity is known to do." It's true. No, this looks fun. This looks like finally we had a DC movie that I'm like, man, this looks fun and it looked good the special effects looked good that was bright it wasn't super dark but the colors were popping in the and the it, it the special effects look good we have a spider-man that's what blue Beetle's always trying to be it's always been like dc's attempt to do spider-man yeah and i think they nailed it here man this looks great i'm so excited to see it cool trailer randy says trailer editors are very good at what they do yeah they yes. that's why they have those jobs I, but did we all see did we see this shazam trailer and go man this looks great i don't recall saying that on this show the first one i thought was good the first you know, the current shazam the one we, we just talked about we, it was the trailer okay. yeah exactly i think we all went eh, that looks like it could be all right i think that was pretty yeah. much the the attitude du jour on that dave what did you think yeah. am i losing my mind here losing and lost are two different fair words. Fair. No, I mean, it looks good. I don't know the Blue Beetle character. So, like, I don't have anything to grab onto in the trailer to be like, oh, yeah, I wanted to see that. But Young Justice would, yeah, you'd have to watch Young Justice. Young Justice is a good show. It's a good show. It is. It really is. But, yeah, no, I thought it looked really good. The special effects do look amazing. So the trailer was played before Mario Brothers, and I was with my granddaughters, and they were a little freaked out by it. So a little like, freaky. Okay. It's a little freaky. Yeah, so I'm not a, I was like, I don't know about that aspect of it because 
the beetle jumps on him and then the arms are coming out of his back and it's, it's a little grotesque when you think about it right? little cronenberg there just a little yeah, little cronenberg little cronenberg <laughs> i will but yeah i think you're right it feels like they're going for the he's the peter parker of the dcu and most importantly george lopez has work again you know who would be the real <laughs> peter parker of the dcu though Static Shock. Can somebody freaking make a movie about Static Shock finally? Jesus. Good night, Classy. You've got an early day tomorrow. I wonder if there's a rights thing with Static Shock that makes that so difficult to get out the ground because of the milestone stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, like Blue Beetle. Yeah, go ahead. Randy says, I like Blue Beetle with Batman Brave and the Bull, too. That was also good. Oh, I mean, was that Nick? He's, this is the only Blue Beetle that's ever had really uh, transmedia potential. This is the one that DC's had since Infinite Crisis. Excuse me, Glenn said since Infinite Crisis, mm-hmm. it was part of Young Justice, part of Brave and the Bold. I'm not sure if it's trans, if it's uh, traversed into anything else because I haven't watched any other DC animated stuff as of late. But yeah, I'm excited. John, what do you think? You're you are our current chief DC apologist. I don't have anything to apologize for this uh, trailer. It, <laughs> I am going to be happy to go see this movie. Yeah, me too. I'm hoping this is part of the plan of the new DC. The DCU reboot. I hope like this is going to stick around, that this is part of that and that we're not just seeing another one-off because it'd be nice to see this from what it looks like. It'd be nice to see this version of Blue Beetle in, in the next few movies. I think the money will talk. If it does, I think we can keep it. If it doesn't, if it goes the way of Shazam, bye-bye. But I, based on this, I'm curious to see. Look great. I'm curious to see what the uh, the take is going to be as far as those scores. They have those, I forget the call things. Those scores they have, where the audience, how excited they are to see a movie or something like that. Oh, I, I will bring up. Bring up that last comment, by the way. Justice, Justice League action. Oh yeah, Randy Just- says it was Blue Beetles on Justice League action as well. And Justice League action is way underrated. Oh, I never saw that one. It's not like Teen Titans Go. It is not at all. It is way better. Like it. The it, hell way- you say, sir? I know. Teen I know. Go- Art. It's it comes off as trying to be like a Teen Titans Go, but it's a lot more serious in, oh, okay. in certain places, and the writing is hellish good. So oh, I just cool. hey, Teen Titans Go is so good that Stan Lee made a cameo in their movie. Did so did watch three hours of Teen Titans Go with the kid today at Grandma at Nana's house. Oh, uh, I wonder your face is dark right now. It's a great show, John. It's a great but. Show. I will say this, right? Waffles, waffles, waffles. Special effects were good. The action looked decent. Hmm. But did anyone get any feel of the story from the trailer? No, good. No, that's I'm happy with that, too. Susan Sarandon wants the bug back. That's all. The scarab back is all I know. And what a great casting for a villain, because she's unlikable. <laughs> okay. Don says the Blue Beetle is relatable. Could be good for budding universe. I agree. Yeah. I don't like I almost... I don't like when I see a trailer and they tell you the whole story in the trailer. No. Yeah. yeah. And I would rather just be wowed with some shots and watch the story as I go along. I don't need, sometimes movies just lay out the whole movie for you. You're like, I don't have to see that. This felt, it feels, I feel like there's more confidence in a trailer. You can just show some highlights and go, you want to see this? Come get it. Hmm. And that's what I felt like for this one. All right. Cool. The other big trailer that came out this week, of course, Star Wars Celebration is this weekend in, over in England. And we got our first trailer at for Ahsoka. Oh my God, this is this the one good. that I definitely have got to see. This looks good. This, this looks really like, good. I've been watching. I've been watching breakdowns of this all for the last two days, and yeah, to to properly break down this one trailer, you'd need three freaking hours with all of the history from all the movies from Star Wars Rebels, from Clone Wars, from. 
just there's so much packed into this. It's a it's freaking amazing. So I was gonna say there's so much reference at least to rebels that you can see in this trailer, right? Oh you've, yeah. You've got three of the characters from Rebels in the trailer. So this is that's where they're going with this. Do you feel well, is Disney good at is gonna be good at or I'm sorry, Star Wars Lucasfilm gonna be good at you don't have to have seen Rebels to understand what's going on in Osaka? I don't know. Because I never saw you, Rebels, so I can't tell you. You there are things sorry. Ahsoka, there'll be things that you miss, but the fact that they have Sabine and Hera in this and Chopper and we've already seen Zeb, like a live action Zeb uh-huh. uh, in Mandalorian is, oh my God. Like, Only missing one. Bridger. And then we see the back of, of Thrawn. Of Thrawn. Hey, if he's back, Ezra B- Bridger is back too, because the last time we saw Ezra, he had used the force to talk to the hyperspace whales uh-huh. and had dragged Thrawn into hyperspace, into the unknown regions to get to take him out of the game. So if yeah. Thrawn's Brack, he is, and it looks like it's Lars be, Mikkelsen. Yeah, and he's playing the live action too. He did the voice, and now he's going to play the live action as well. That's really cool. Which is real cool. Yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be nice to see. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see. Like they could even bring Captain Rex into this if he's still around, which I think he might be. That would bring the actor from oh. What's his face? Bounty Hunter. Shoot. There's so many characters I'm trying to keep track of right now. The Mandalorian. Bounty Hunter. What his name is? Boba um, Fett? Din Djarin? Yeah, Boba Fett. Oh, Boba, Boba Fett, Fett. Because, but because all they're, they're all clones of Boba Fett. That is true. Yeah. So, Jango Fett. They're all clones of Jango Jang- Fett. Jango Fett. But, see, but the Fair thing enough. is, I don't know, it's going to be really... I don't have the background in the Star Wars animated stuff. What I do so have much. is knowledge of the Thrawn trilogy, the Timothy Zahn books. I read those when I was a kid and growing in high school. Oh, yeah, I, I know. What, oh. a, what an Easter egg to drop in the trailer. He's the heir to the, heir Empire. To the Empire. I got, I got super fired up when they said that. I love those books. And I love Grand Admiral Thrawn. He's such a great character. I've I'm, talked to Timothy Zahn, too. Have you really? He's really good. Yeah. He's a really good. I don't author. think I really Dave, like he was with you, or I don't think it was with you. I, it might have been at Awesome Con DC. Yeah, I think so. But regardless, he created a fantastic character that I'm really excited is going to get live action treatment because that's something I used to think about when I was a little kid and I was hoping they would make Heir to the Empire into a movie. That's what everyone thought they were going to do. Yeah, and they never did. Instead, we right. got the sequel trilogy, which was and he's, he's an appropriate big bad. If they're yeah. going to tie this all together into yeah. some grand plan for, like they said, they're going to make a movie that ties all of these Disney Plus shows together, the Mandalorian universe. And, the uh, Mandoverse. You know, yeah, Mandoverse. Oh, my yeah, God. Go. No, no. Can we not make that a thing, please? <laughs> well, it's it, Mandoverse is just a small universe. But it's know, like, OK, so here's the larger. The Mandoverse has been, <laughs> I'm going to make it a thing, it should, is what the MCU should be. It's focused, right? You're doing different things but I don't feel like they're bombarding us with content. I really do feel like the MCU is literally bombarding us with stuff all the time. I don't feel that way for star Wars and I've never watched bad batch. I'm, I did not see some things, but I'm super, thank you, Randy. He also says Mandoverse. <laughs> I think they've done a great job of this. And I think that we're, if we're building up to grand Admiral Thrawn as like an overarching villain, if that's how the first order comes in is through his machinations sold on board. I will buy they even, pizza. They even use the term. He's coming back as heir to the empire. The empire. Timothy Zahn. Yeah, and I read it. those books too. And he's terrified. Like having, it's exactly what Timothy Zahn actually said when I talked to him. It's like having a smart villain 
who doesn't make mistakes. Like the only yeah. the only mistake he made in the books was he made one assumption, and that one assumption it was the key to his downfall. But if but if for that one mistake he would have wiped everybody out because he's smart, wasn't lucky. There's no there's no MacGuffin, no nothing like that. There no contrivances. He what just walked over bodies he's terrifying because he because everything he does because he knows what he's doing and he makes the right decision and it's just so oh. i also feel like they're gonna tie the rebels stuff into that oh it's they have to they've got most of the because community. remember the whole thing with that temple was like they could tra- basically travel through time in there so maybe Thrawn learns something that he'll no, they, to- there's no time travel. It's there. There's that one oh. pocket universe that that uh, Ezra was in along with with Ahsoka. But like that. But it that's, is like a- that's not like really a factor. Oh, OK. I don't know. I think they'll do something with that. Like he learns that makes him more dangerous. Like he learns from that. Hey, I'm on board no matter what. This is exciting. Yeah, definitely. I think it looks good. Yeah. Just so many different characters <laughs> being brought to live action from the animated and the books it didn't make the list but did you guys see the new indiana jones trailer that kind of revealed a little bit more of the plot no yeah they put that out today the new dial of destiny trailer it's good it's real good really what was the what was in the what you find out just like more of the plot they're looking for this dial desk that could give (laughs) hitler i'm assuming that they could like change time with it ah okay it's a little bit of indy struggling with his being old and I, the, he's she, Phoebe Waller Bridge is his goddaughter, and I think he's I think she's supposed to be Marcus's Marcus Brody's daughter, but I'm not 100 percent sure about that. That's the vibe I got from the trailer. But yeah, it looks great. To be honest with you, the vibe caught me. They used "Sympathy for the Devil" in the soundtrack, which was uh, unexpected for an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. I highly recommend you guys watch it today. It looks great. Okay, I'll get on that as soon as we're done here. Thanks. All right, and then so I guess we're all in for Osaka. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Sorry, I keep doing that. And then finally, <laughs> the other big news that was announced at Star Wars Celebration is Dave Filoni and James Mangold will direct Star Wars films. James Mangold is going to do a film that's led by Ray Skywalker. So Daisy Ridley is back. They're going to and... try to rehabilitate the Star Wars movies? Like, Okay, hold on. James Mangold gave us Logan. So they are going to rehabilitate the movie somehow. Like or at least they're just going to ignore the bad parts and just go forward and make James, a good series. I'm going James to say, Mangold is directing Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I will say that Damn. that news got the most backlash online that I saw from people. Really? But people hate Ray. Yeah, people hate Ray. They hate that character. So yeah. like we don't want more like the whole thing is why Mandalorian does so well is it's Right. Separate it from that. It's the sequels that people really wanted, I think. I agree. I think that uh, I just yeah. don't think the sequel trilogy is what people wanted. And they, it just, now that we've had almost a decade to brew on them, <clears throat> I think they're more maligned than the prequel trilogy now at this point, to be honest. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, by far. Yeah. far. There's a difference if, between this is boring, this is trade talk, why am I listening to politics, and not, and having whiplash from going from one movie to another where the writers are just like actually fighting against each other. It's the directors. It wasn't the writers is the director. Like at least Lucas had a plan. Yeah. And I like all three movies on their own, but it's very hard not to look at those and not see gigantic mistakes. Oh yeah. yeah. It's very good. And and to watch them like 
basically crap all over your childhood heroes. I didn't feel that. I still don't feel that. I still don't feel like I, I did. I think Ryan Johnson's movie is the best. He did not have the same interests that J.J. Abrams had, which is what made for a problem. Yeah, so, I don't know. His That movie has so many problems. No, he does have problems. All three of the movies have big problems. I, I, I'm always going to be stuck on spaceships falling out of space because they ran out of gas. That's just not how that works. And, I don't know. The, the, and crapping the all force over Luke. doesn't work. I mean, I mean the, like, like the fourth Death Star and make and even Mark, the fourth Death Star thing that was JJ. They, they created that. Mark Hamill has come out and said he can't. We said it before. He's gone back and forth in this thing. He didn't like it, but he did like it, and he didn't like it. He's a human. Well, his argument is he wasn't changed. his. It wasn't his film. That's so he... Right. But, yeah, I don't know. No, I, I don't hate the movie. <sighs> I don't like... The Rise of Skywalker was not great. That was... Yeah. What everybody used to bitch about Return of the Jedi about, that actually was Rise of Skywalker. Huh? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, the Mando stuff's been great. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so that's... They finally, the Mando stuff gave us Luke Skywalker the way he should have yeah. been. A hero. Really? You know? Space Wizards and the Mary Poppins through space is... Where we draw the line. <laughs> it was a weird scene. It was a very weird scene. Yeah. Those uh, movies. Right. So the Dave Filoni movie is going to be a culmination. I can't say that word. Culmination. Culmination. Culmination of Mandalorian. And I can't, I'm not going to mispronounce her name again. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Thank you. I don't know why I stuck on Osaka. Ahsoka. So yeah, it's going to be. Whatever happens, it's so- going to be... Sokka the- is completely different. You don't want to go with it, Whatever's going to happen in the shows is going to then come to some kind of finale in a big screen so movie. Dave Filoni directing a major movie like this is a big step for him. I'm yeah. curious to see. It's going to be it's going to be a thing. Definitely. Yeah. I think I'm more excited for that than a Ray-led movie, too. I'm not sure where you go with the character after that. I think that's a challenge. I think that's where someone like Mangle would take on like, the challenge. Because most people go, oh, I don't want that. What do you do with that? And I think he can go, all right, this is what you do. Like I said, this guy gave us Logan. He's yeah. looks like he's doing a great job finishing Indiana Jones the right way. The way its creators couldn't, really. So yeah. let's, let's see what he I can mean, do. I- as I was saying, I hope he came into the meeting with a great pitch, and that's why they're doing it. Not oh, let's just make it's not a, it's not the reverse where Lucas went. Let's do a Ray movie, and uh, we like what he's doing with Indiana Jones. So let's throw this at him. Maybe, yeah, no, you won't know until we get it. But yeah, in theory, it sounds okay. Yeah, and there was there's they haven't talked about the other projects they announced before, so I don't know what's going on with those movies. Remember, there's supposed to be another three from the guy gave us. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Yeah. I don't think those movies are ever going to happen. I really the Jedi don't. Academy is where yeah. we go. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, I don't think they're going to happen. John still has hope because he loves Ryan Johnson. Knives Out's good. <laughs> no? Knives Out? You didn't, like, you didn't like Knives Out? Knives Out? Oh, I haven't yeah. seen it yet. It's good. How did you have you not seen that yet? It's a free oh, wait, wait, no, that. no, wait. Knives Out or The Onion? The Glass Onion one. one. That's the sequel. That's the sequel. I haven't seen the sequel. I haven't okay. seen the sequel. Knives Out was awesome. Yeah, it's Ryan Johnson. It was quite brilliant. Yeah. That is something you are kept guessing until the end. Doubt any, like, that's another thing we'd recommend is go seeing that one. Because the end is brilliant. All right. I think we've prattled on enough. We prattle. Yeah. Let's gonna do our main topic. But first, we'll have a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with the Super Mario Brothers movie. Do, 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 do. 
The Mario Brothers are back in the all-new legacy action game, Super Mario Brothers for Nintendo Entertainment System. Travel across land, sea, and sky in a never-ending action-packed adventure that will leave you glued to your seat. Can you topple the terrible Koopa King and save the princess? Pick up a copy of Super Mario Brothers for Nintendo Entertainment System at your local toy store today and take on the challenge. Now you're playing with power. After these messages, we'll be right back. That was great, Dave. I And that's a really good copy of that commercial. Yes. I tried to search high def, so... I, I've never seen that before. Yeah, that's an that old cool. commercial. All right. So obviously, we all went to the movies this past weekend and saw the latest movie from Nintendo because they're no movies. No illumination. Now, the Super Mario movie. From the Midwest, we say Mario. Mario. It's Mario. a Mario. Before we get into the review, I always like to do this, a little bit of information about where the movie's doing. So box office-wise... 204 million domestic, 173 international, so 377.6 million worldwide at this point. Shazam. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say something about that in a second. <clears throat> the other interesting thing is Rotten Tomatoes. The critics only gave it 56%, but the audience score is 96%. Okay. So here's the get, uh, this is something I was thinking about this <clears throat> afternoon. This is a perfect example of why critics are so egotistical that they won't get out of their own way when they can never admit that, hey, maybe this movie isn't meant for me. It may be good. You may like it. Go see it if you like this kind of stuff, but but not give it a bad review just because it's not their cup of tea. Yeah, like, I think I, some of the reviews I've read, I think you're right. That's what it was. It's They can't get out of their own head and go say, oh, this movie isn't made for me. It's made for kids. That was something Roger Ebert was very good at, is he would look at a movie in the context with which it should be viewed, right? He would review it that way. And I don't yeah. feel like a lot of his predecessors, successors view movies the same way. I think right. a lot of them hate their jobs. And then finally, we did poll our audience over on Twitter. We gave them four same basic four options I've been giving. Best video game movie ever. It was good. It was okay. Didn't like it. Of course, the winner was It Was Good at 355 followed closely by best video game movie ever at 32.3% and didn't like it came in at 12.9. It was okay at 19%. Yeah. So most say the majority of the people liked this movie. Yeah. Let's get into this. Non-spoilers. What did you guys think when you came out of the movie theater? John, you can go for it. I want to see a Lumily movie. Just the star, the blue star. Oh my God. Time hope is an illusion. <laughs> Oh, no, I it was they never there, there's none of those none of that high brow writer stuff of like giving characters a chance to breathe and building up backstory or whatever. It's in it's a kid's movie. Yeah. It's a kid's movie. It was made for kids. It's made for kids that need constant input or they get bored. But it's also and I've heard this term used before. It's pretty much a love letter to all of us that like have played the game for decades and all its iterations. So I was, I'm perfectly happy with it. I thought it was fun. Cool. JD. I'm not super nostalgic for Mario brothers stuff. I watched the Mario cartoon growing up because I was the right age. I played Mario one, two, three, and the super Nintendo Mario brothers game, which I, it was called super Mario world. 
and I fell off after that, so I was not really a Mario Kart or Smash Brothers guy. I'm not a big video game guy. I thought this movie was fine. It was fun. It was entertaining. More importantly, Andy absolutely loved it. He absolutely loved it. So for me, I went, my thoughts don't matter on this movie. The seven-year-old who's going to love Mario Brothers for the rest of his life, connect this movie connected with him the way... um, like Return of the Jedi connected with me when I was little. Or more accurately, Transformers the movie is probably a better, a better analogy because we were about the same age when that came out. So <clears throat> he loved it. And this is a better movie than Transformers movie, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to definitely back that up. So when I was talking to my daughter and I told her, like, oh, I had to go see the movie for the podcast, she was like, oh, maybe we'll go with you. I want to point out, this is the first movie that they've gone to in the theater, my granddaughters. Oh, wow. Wow. My one They're, granddaughter. How old are they now? They'll be five in May, the twins, and the, the little nice. one's two. Two and a half. Yeah. Wait, wait. What did I say? I, I take that back, JD. What am I, What specifically do I have to take back? I don't know. So, Amelia, from the moment the movie started till the movie ended, sat in her seat quietly, mesmerized the entire yep time alice doesn't like scary stuff so like when bowser was burning stuff down doing bowser stuff or the ghost scene like she got she would grab my arm and hold on tight but she pretty much sat there the entire time too the two-year-old i don't think knew what was going on it was just sitting there eating popcorn. look bright lights yes right flashy lights Oh, so, Drew says the Transformers, the movie is cinematic gold. I love it too, but I don't think this movie will be responsible for scarring a generation the way the death of Optimus Prime did. Yes, that's right. So that's the thing. They loved it. Matter of fact, I was told when they got home, they were all acting like Mario and Luigi around the house. Oh, they're perpetuating Italian-American stereotypes. I don't like that. When they could keep the Brooklyn accent. They're but like... I will say I was shockingly entertained by it as well am i going to sit there and put this on my top five no but this is a good movie i feel like john said there's not a lot of there's no it's a kids movie so there's never going to be any excess garbage in it it was a lot of action a lot of fun and yeah and weirdly for a video game movie based on a cart a cartoon based on a video game movie and it's a stupid premise because it's a platformer game it makes sense yeah okay just, let's tear yeah, this puppy okay. apart <laughs> I don't have much. I don't have much to tear apart on this thing. On this one, man. Oh, it was fine. All right. So, if you care about spoilers for the Mario Brothers movie, we're gonna now get into spoiler territory. Ooh, fresh meat for the grinder. If you haven't seen it yet, go (laughs) go come back and at the end of this later. Or hamburger. (laughs) If you don't care. (laughs) <laughs> and, or you've already seen it. Here we go. All right. Actually, the first thing I want to say about this movie is five minutes into the movie, I forgot that Chris Pratt was doing the voice of Mario. Because I kept saying, because they didn't have him talk in the trailers. And I was just like, I, is this going to pull me out of the movie? I kept thinking that over and over again. And it was like... He did talk in the trailer, though. In one of the trailers I saw, he did talk. But not much. Like, they didn't... No, yeah, it was short. Just- yeah, it was Let's a Go or Here We Go or something like that. But it wasn't the high-pitched voice that everybody is, like, salivating over that they're all mad so, for the yeah. whole movie. It's because people, like people don't like Chris Pratt. He says, he says a lot of stupid shit. Yeah. I don't dislike Chris Pratt, but I don't know if I like the man. I don't know the man. I don't love his Mario. I still don't love it. It was fine. He's not Captain Lou Albano. I have to accept that. True. It was fine. 
didn't take me out of it, but it didn't wow me at the same time. Yeah, at least at least I thought it was clever in the beginning where they did the high pitched "It's a Mario" and in, oh, in the beginning, say, but it was the, part of their tri- it was part of their advertisement. I think one of the brilliant things mm-hmm. was when they introduced the character. They introduced him in that commercial where mm-hmm. he's talking with the stereotypical voice or the voice mm-hmm. from the video game, and uh, you guys realize what the commercial was, right? The song. It was the intro from the cartoon. Oh, it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we're drawing from a lot of bad stuff here. (laughs) um, And I thought that was brilliant. I just started smiling when I heard the, we're the brothers, the brothers. Yeah. hooked up the brothers. a lot of nostalgia. Yeah, was it, no, I don't think, was it Supercade was on too? I don't think the Murray Brothers were in that though. That was Donkey Kong maybe. I forget. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, but I like, I thought that was great. And then of course they do a little bit of conflict. They're going out on their own. The family doesn't believe in them. And, and they they quit their jobs at Wrecking Crew. Wrecking Crew was another video game with yes. Mario in it. Yeah, yeah, this is another one of those things where you could come up with three hours of stuff out of this, just figuring out all the references. Yeah, but yeah, it like had heart at that point. And I'm like, this has too much heart for it. <laughs> a video game movie. Dreamworks, DreamWorks, a DreamWorks show has heart. Yeah. An Illumination show has weirdly placed audio clips of 80s like songs that don't yes. have anything to do with the movie. Though I like the soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack was great. Yeah, the soundtrack is great, but it didn't have anything to do with the show or the movie. Like they could have just used any clip from any Mario game ever. They had plenty to draw from. But they just so, yeah, it's illumination. So it's let's throw aha in here. Or Bonnie or, Tyler? Was it? Yeah, or the hero thing. Yeah, yeah, Bonnie Tyler. What, not that hasn't been overused. Yeah. But that's for our generation. <laughs> Randy says the enthusiasm for video games versus D&D is clearly showing. <laughs> hey, I'm an old com- Command and Conquer guy. A real-time strategy. I did, I, but I played all the original Nintendo stuff. So I've beaten Zelda and Super Mario Brothers and all that. So there's craziness goes on downtown and the brothers decide, we're going to go... Stop this plumbing disaster downtown and it'll, or middle Brooklyn, and we'll, we'll be the heroes and then we'll get all the business. And they Did get it feel like in- Ghostbusters to you guys? Like the plot, like the setup? Just shy of I kind of, wait, correct me if I'm wrong, but it a little bit felt like, I can't remember because it's been such a long time since I saw the original movie. Weren't they sucked into the world of Bowser and the Mushroom yeah. Kingdom? It's the same beginning plot like when it gets, that's, but that's the story of mario brothers that's what it is it's actually yeah randy, randy just says it feels like the 93 version yeah plot wise it does but it's just significantly better execution so oh, yeah and by not trying as hard as but that. you're right that is that is the premise of the game he gets sucked into this world through the pipes he's a plumber yeah it makes sense did we yeah. lose jd no i'm right here oh sorry <laughs> the wife moving. The wife just sent me a message and I had to read it. Sorry. Uh, I thought you were frozen. I Let it frozen go. Frozen today. Let it go. Sorry. No. Oh, speaking of which, you had a bigger opening than Frozen 2. Yeah. Except That's... for the meteor and the dystopian skitty sleep. Yeah, it was way... This felt like Mario... That didn't feel like Mario. That movie felt like we're embarrassed to be making a Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. This felt man, we're making a Mario Brothers movie. That's just a generational thing. The baby boomers who are making that thing were like, ugh, well, video the, games that... are dumb. Yeah, that was almost, it wasn't, but it felt like Uwe Boll was in charge of that one. It's very Boll-esque. <laughs> it is. 
Yeah. I think the only one who cared about that movie was Legazamo. Uh, Boy, he's oh, really upset right. about this whole thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> if they ever remake Swan, if Bob Hoskins is dead. Um, I know. He's not upset about anything. If they ever remake Spawn, I think he's going to have a, a conniption fit. So, uh, aren't they making remaking Spawn? No, oh, they've been remaking Spawn for twenty years. They're well, never, never going to happen. True. So, what did you think of Keegan Michael Keen as Toad? I laughed. Yeah. He was fun. I yeah, laughed. Didn't yeah. matter. It was good. Didn't hey. matter. Come on, you, you have so much other to drop. What were the big ones? Right, like the was it Jack Black? Jack Black. Yeah, it's Bowser. Ready to say, I guess, what the next episode of Cult 45 is. Uh-oh. Got a hunch. Didn't you do the original? I thought they already did the original Mario movie, unless he's talking to Spawn. No, Jack Black was Jack Black and Anya Taylor-Joy. Those are the ones we really got to talk about. They were about. really good. They were really Charlie good. Was good as I, too, but. I was shocked by Jack Black in this. He wasn't over the top. For Jack Black? Correct. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Like, they kept him in his lane. And but he did manage to edge in some singing because of his band and all that. It's yeah. Jack Black. He released that right. whole song on his social media, by the way. Jack, yep. uh, Jack Black. <laughs> Got to do those yep. kind of things. But he was uh, fun. He was, was fun. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. And I didn't recognize him as Jack Black at first. I had to look up like, who is this again? Oh, my God, it's Jack Black. Like, I right, yeah. So there were once, once or Jack twice Black. where I heard... Twice, yeah, but I pose voice, but but I think for the most part, I think he was actually like performing Tenacious oh, yeah. D in Mario World. Yeah, no, uh, he, I, he gives a hundred percent. Yeah, like, he was. I think because of the age, right? He would have been a teenager yeah. when Nintendo was getting big, so I think he probably has some nostalgia for oh, yeah for Mario. So I think he was out there giving it his best. He wasn't farting in a performance. It's, it's a little did. bit of a Jack Black Renaissance going on because I know, you're, but he was just in the Mandalorian too. Yeah, hard to miss that. Yeah. All over the place. So that, yeah, that was wow. That was interesting. <laughs> Any Teller Joy was good as a Princess Peach. Princess Peach. Yeah, yeah. I liked her. I know Princess Peach is charis- was not charismatic, controversial because she was not a damsel in distress. And oh, I asked, no. I ask, I'm like, what can you do narratively with that? She hasn't you know? been the damsel in distress since the first game. I think. I know. She yeah. she was a, she's been a player playable character since the since, second one since 1988. Yeah. So I think we have to or 87. Like I think we have to let that go. And again, what do you do with that? There's just it's such a played out tropey thing. Like I think they did a really good job of making her character seem interesting. I liked it. Like I liked the character. It was intriguing. She had she had skin in the game. She was involved in the plot. She wasn't just window dressing. She right? had a, right. a history. A history. Yeah. Oh, was... No, it worked fine, and she's well performed. I like Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah, making her damsel in distress makes no sense at this point. Because, again, she's been a playable character so many times. The thing I heard was that people were upset she wasn't wearing a dress the whole time, that she had that, uh, that, was it, leather suit that she was wearing. Nerds! Yeah. Just really... Plus, we need a character to know... What a stupid thing to be angry at. Gotta be mad. Plus, we need a character. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Dave. Yeah, Randy said, plus, we need a character who knows the world to lead the main character. Great. 100%. Exposition. You need yeah, the exposition. From a narrative standpoint, when, you have a, when you're doing a stranger in a strange world story, you need an anchor to help them. Yeah, and, Luigi and, was the damsel. 100%. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Luigi yeah. was the damsel. Little bum, we didn't, little bum, we didn't get a lot of Luigi's mansion type stuff. Perhaps. Yeah. Was, you, we did get a hint of it. That, a little that bit. Mansion that he got mm-hmm. in there, that, that he hidden in the beginning that was, that was one of the scenes game. my my granddaughter didn't like <laughs> i can see cool i can yeah. see that yeah like, andy is a big fan of that because again he loves luigi's mansion so yeah this is fun man this whole thing was fun 
Yeah. yeah. It was packed full of little stuff that, like, if you've been alive for the last 30 or 40 years what? or more like me, you'll see a lot of things in there. Oh, yeah. That's One of the crazy. things that made sense too was all that the member berries. That Bowser's motivation. Oh, was that was Harry Peach because he captured her. That was the premise of the original game. He wasn't like he didn't. He wasn't trying to. He captured her because he loved her. Like it made sense. Desired like, her anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that works. And the the idea of all the other Koopas like going sitting there going, "I really." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was funny. I like that. Yeah. But come on, the star, the actual star, the literal star of this, Julietnik as Lumily. Oh. <laughs> time cope is an illusion. Ooh, fresh meat for the grinder. That was, I, that's my favorite character. That she's is reading the off MVP like, of this. She's reading off like true detective lines the whole time. I know, but in, in a like almost yeah. a, a, my, a really small like, little girls like, I, I laughed but my son-in-law laughed so loud at all of those comments you could hear it through the whole theater it was just like yeah i can you imagine bringing your kid to that and then yes. having to explain some of those lines to you? thankfully <laughs> like, thankfully, I that was, thankfully that was above their heads that's the cool thing about little kids is they never ask to be explained a joke they never say explain that joke to me they're just like whatever and they move on to the next one yeah like they never felt left. They never feel. That's what's great about like old Looney Tunes, is it works on so many different levels of viewer, and little kids never ask to like have some explained to them. They're always just okay, and they move on. Yeah, but I didn't go to this movie to have an existential crisis. Like, John, you I live mean, in an ex. You live in a constant state of existential crisis. I do, but it was funny at the end. Is the after there are two after credit scenes, and like the first one, like the one that most of the kids stayed for. Is she goes, now that's a Hembe ending, or is it? Because everything's over now, and all that's left is you and the infinite void. <laughs> and the only thing that saves it is makes you want to make play the saxophone, doesn't it? But it's like you're sitting there, if you're sitting there and you're a kid, and it's all that's left is you and the infinite voice. Okay, uh, it's like well, they're gonna repeat to they're the gonna joke. repeat that, think it's funny. Like there's gonna be a bunch of little kids where I'm going, oh, it's left for you is you and the infinite. I, like, I know, but you, the sweet, sweet release of death. In 20 years, there are gonna be kids who have grown up, and they're gonna oh, say, yeah. "Yeah, the first time I realized that life, like life, is limited and all that, was the Super Mario Brothers hey, movie man. in 2023." Hey, what did I say about the Transformers movie? A generation learned to deal with death by murdering Optimus Prime and oh yeah, us, yeah, and not yeah, telling yeah. us that was coming. At least this is played for laughs. Yep. True. Yeah. I mean, mercy. I think the other character mm. I wanted to point out because I'm sorry, like a lot of times I can't stand Seth Rogen. I think he's way overrated. I but, agree on that. He is. But I did not hate him as Donkey Kong. No, he was actually kind of fun here. Yeah. I almost, I think he's better in small doses, and I think he's remarkably arrogant. And <laughs> small doses, he played in Mantis. And <laughs> sorry, like I just, I think that he's better in places like this where he can play a character and not just be like this Seth Rogen. His presence is so prevalent in everything. Yeah, and I find him to be a remarkably annoying media presence. He so. Is. I think that it was fine here. A little worried about his his influence on the Turtles movie, but the trailer looks fine. Agreed. Agreed. Because that was funny. I said that to someone. Oh, it was my brother. We were talking about the movie, and I said, oh, I didn't mind Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. He's like, what do you think about the Turtles movie? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know yet. I don't know. The kid likes it. 
And yeah. there's so many part of the thing about the turtles is there's so many different interpretations of the turtle. True. So you can accept that this is just the next one, right? That's almost that at this point it's not even almost it's baked into the culture. So. And there there have been iterations of the turtles before that we've just Yeah. That didn't happen. So, yeah. That's what's nice about the Turtles. More than any other kid's property, there's always a generation of kids that this was your version of the Turtles, depending on what year you were born. This mm-hmm. is your Turtles. This is your Turtles. This is my Turtles. And there's, they're always going to have that. There's nothing else that really... There's no other kid's property, I think, that's really quite like that. Power Rangers. Yeah, Power Rangers is another good example. Actually, and they fought against the Turtles, or they fought with the Turtles. So anyway. The, uh, the next mutation, Turtles. Yes. All right. So here's something. This is not a movie I think we can overanalyze the plot, right? Because <laughs> plot. That's just something funny. Jack they, Jack Black is trying to advocate for Wario in the sequel, and you know who he wants to play him? Who you know his pick for Wario is? What? Pedro Pascal. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Wouldn't it? I want to speak that's how I had to I read that and I'm like, oh, I have to say this on the podcast because I want to, if Ray was on, it would happen. And I'm bummed that Ray isn't here because we have a tendency to speak these things into existence. Ray's not even watching this week. I know. So. Hope everything's okay. He might be in an Easter coma. You don't know. Yeah, you never know with Ray. You don't know yeah. what he's doing. An egg You're, coma. Yeah. An egg coma. He would have might might have went to his mom's and ate a whole ham. Who knows? I ate a, uh, I ate a lot of ham today. I ate a lot of ham yes. today. Randy agrees. Pedro yes, Pedro's Wario. Wario. See? Let's make this a thing. Yes. Because they're going to get a sequel based on this. They're oh, shattering oh. box office records. You they have pe- to get a sequel. Yeah. You angry people tried to destroy this, and look what happened. You made a monster. I hope you're all happy. <laughs> so I was going to ask, what's your what was your favorite part of the movie? I'm going to be totally honest with you. Okay. My favorite part of this entire experience was just cuddled up next to my seven-year-old and him getting super excited for Mario stuff and him watching the – because he's a Mario Kart kid, right? And yeah. when they did the Mario Kart part and he got fired up. And it reminded me of being a three-year-old watching Return of the Jedi and grabbing the back of the seat and pretending I was on a speed bike. For me, I had one of those – dad moments that's going to make this movie special for me so i can't quite get over that okay i like that john when they played the side scrolling as a gag that was cool i laughed at that that was i forgot about that they did it a couple of times actually and including in the beginning where they were running late for their appointment and they're jumping over stuff and everything. At the end, he jumps over a fence and lands on the pole and slides down. And, you're, and there was a pizza place called Castle Pizza Place. It, it was, it, again, you have to, we'd have to watch this movie like three or four times to basically glean every single little thing. Easter from, egg, yeah. From the, every Easter egg. But yeah, I like the side scrolling. I liked the part where he got the cat costume too. Because the guy I was with at the time, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what happens when I try to give Parker Dresden a, a bath. And uh, the and the only other thing is like when they called the Tanuki suit a uh, raccoon suit because Tanuki in Japanese is a much different animal than a, a raccoon. Man, when we were growing up, we called it the raccoon Mario. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like I'm, I'm sure. sure hey, none sure, of us know what no Tanuki was. I'm sure in Japan they clearly called it the Tanuki suit in the Japanese version of the movie, but. Yeah, but in, in Japan, the Tanuki is a trickster animal. It ha- I think that's the one that has the huge balls that it has to carry over its shoulder. 
Like it's really weird. Japanese mythology is really weird. Japanese so, culture, a little weird on some. I, I know. We'll get to that in my uh, recommendations. Two actually. All right. So real quick, Randy said the sequel should be about the giant hand from the Smash. We already know what one of the things that the sequel is going to include because of the second after credit scene. Oh, Don says the dude who plays Gomez should be worried. That'd be Luis Guzman. Yeah, Randy Gary. It's still about Pedro, to be honest. With you. I'm not Pedro. Yeah, Pedro would be awesome. I, I have to agree with you. JD, like for me, it was the first movie that my granddaughters went to see in the theater and I was with them. So like the whole experience, like it'll be special for you. Special. They loved it again. And it was just an enjoyable movie. There's nothing like there's nothing negative in this movie. I don't think there's nothing that you could walk over from this movie and say, oh, this was horrible. They did this wrong. Like it was just it was a fun, well done movie. Yeah, it was the feudal error. And being hit by an atomic bomb will do that to you. He's what, Luis Guzman? <laughs> Don lost. Don lost me. I don't yeah, know what he's talking about. He's talking Don about the Tanuki, the giant balls. I that I think that predates uh, Hiroshima. And I don't think you have an answer to this, but I'll ask: Is there anything in the, about this movie that you didn't like? I hate Chris Pratt. No, I don't. <laughs> Why? Hate I don't hate Chris Pratt. I'm, I don't know. I don't he's like being Chris Pratt. Facetious. I'm being facetious. I would have liked. I don't know. I didn't love Chris Pratt's Mario. I didn't hate it. Like I thought it did. Oh, cultural Japan. That's talking about. Okay. I didn't hate Chris Pratt's voice. They didn't keep the accent. Like they were supposed to have a yeah, they didn't Brooklyn do the, they accent did, and they kept they did not, it. They didn't stir into racism for against Italians. I'm happy for about sure. that. But mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Chris could. Eh, eh. It's eh. Fine. Okay. How about you, Dave? What did you hate about this movie? That's what I'm saying. It's not like, nothing hateable in it yeah there's nothing hateable about this movie like if i was gonna have any complaint i can't think of the character's name the donkey kong's father cranky kong cranky kong there was too much cranky kong in the movie sure (laughs) yeah i don't know there was was too little diddy kong in those there you go yes there was too little diddy kong and is that his son i don't know in the game it's supposed to be but yeah but we don't know about in this movie japan loves the giant balls and lizards thanks randy how about you, John? Is there anything in the movie that you were like, do you love no. giant balls and lizards? <laughs> there is nothing about the movie that I do not like. Yeah, it's like I'm not going to get into continuity or anything because it's like just it was just a fun movie. Yeah, they don't, they don't care I, about that. Neither should you. <laughs> yeah. yeah Pat, so Randy Pat, says that the, there's going to be giant balls sequel, and lizards yeah. in the sequel. Okay. Yeah. It, it was packed full of nostalgia and everything. And the only thing that took me out of the movie at any given point were the weirdly placed, was it? The songs? The songs. The songs. Yeah. Yeah. See, I like the yeah, like, I, that's, That could say being controversial. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't make me hate the movie, but it's just, but Illumination, that's what Illumination oh, does. I loved when the wizard sits down next to Bowser and he says, jam with me. And he's playing the underground music. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> It was funny. Yeah, no, there's nothing. There's nothing I can hate on in this movie. If you've got kids, take them to it. It's fun, even if they're not Super Mario people. It's a fun movie for kids, and for people like me, it's nostalgia. What was the last Mario game you played, John? Uh, no, what was the last Super Mario three? It was on a what was it? Super Nintendo, I think. Oh wow. Yeah, it's been a while. Oh, no, I played Mario Kart before, too. I don't know on whatever the system, the latest system is. I'm a PC gamer now. Like, the last time I played was at my nephew's house, probably. Or one of my nephews. One of my many nephews. But Mario Kart or something. Yeah. On a Wii, that's it. You, JD, was a 
Because you said you dropped off, but is there son? You said Mario oh yeah, no, Kart. we have we have a Wii, an older Wii at the house. So we'll play some Mario Kart, and then when we go to round one at the arcade, we'll play Luigi's Mansion together. It's more oh, with the kid cool. now, but before that, <clears throat> I probably played Smash Brothers at some point, but I don't remember it. The last one I was into was Super Mario World on the SNES back in '92. I want to say the Something last like one that. I the last one I played and completed was Universe. Which I think is we, yeah. And then my son does have the one for the Switch. I don't remember what it's called, but I've not, I haven't played it because it's his Switch, and I don't get to play it. But yeah, so I feel like maybe I got more of the Easter eggs too because of that because I've played a lot of them. They're actually and there's stuff they haven't touched yet. Oh, they've got plenty of they yeah, got they plenty got of stuff yeah. fuel for a sequel. The Paper Mario stuff would be fun. Yeah, Smash Brothers. It says Rain, which I think they they touched out a little bit with the fight between him and Donkey Kong. Mario Odyssey, that's it. The thanks, Don. My kids play the shit out of Mario Odyssey. All right, let's then let's wrap this one up with a score. The last was it the last after credit scene? They're already setting up for one of the. It's nice that they're going to have a crossover between Dragon Ball Z and the Super Mario universe. I missed yes. that because I had to leave the theater. What yeah, are you talking I, about? It's gonna be, I mean, it's they're bringing Piccolo in. What? Okay, only. This is something that people that watch Dragon Ball Z Abridged will get. The after credit scene was him playing the piano, and they told him to be quiet. Uh, no, about... it, was, it was the Yoshi egg. The Yoshi egg. Was there a scene you... after the credits? There were two after credit scenes. Oh, I didn't stay for it. Yeah, me neither. <gasps> I didn't either. Dereliction of duty. I got a kid. Were, I had three little kids that wanted to leave. Yeah, yeah I had one, and, too. And yes, it, it was, was Yoshi, Yoshi, a.k.a. Piccolo. But again, only people who know Dragon Ball Z Abridged will, will, will get that. Oh, okay, so they set up Yoshi for the sequel. All right. Yeah. And they had Yoshis in the movie, but none of them were green. None of them were the Yoshi. And that egg was green. Okay. Mm. okay. Which is going to be really fun to explain to young kids how a dinosaur can eat something and shit it out the back and have an egg. <laughs> And have an egg come and become that thing or whatever. It's going to be Details. Weird. Details. <laughs> and yeah. it'll be fine. Dodd says, that's right. All right. Let's blue Yoshi is the best. All right. All right. All right. So we're not getting to the Yoshi debate. Let's go around the room and give a final score, final thoughts. John, you can go first. Yeah. I'm Okay. The, again, like being self-conscious about the fact that this movie is targeted towards me, but not really. But yes, like I'm gonna, I'll give it a seven and a half. I enjoyed it. I think kids will enjoy it more. For guys like me, there was enough nostalgia there that I, I definitely would suggest going to see it. If you've got kids, then you can get your nostalgia kick while the kids just have a fun time. So I would highly recommend it. All right, no score. Seven, uh, seven and a half. I don't know. Turtles. Okay. <laughs> Seven and a half sounds good. I'm going to give it an eight just because I really enjoyed the experience of going with my kid. It bumps it up. It bumps it up for me. Like I said, I had fun with this. I don't know if I'll remember it in two years, but it's not. I'm not supposed to. Yeah. This movie does. My buddy Jeremy said the filmmakers understood the assignment. And yeah, I agree yeah. with him. This, was, this is what it was supposed to be. This movie is supposed to really bridge the gap for the next generation of Mario fans. And I think it, it knocks it out of the park for that. So. Your kids are going to be one that remember it in 20 years. Therapy about the infinite darkness. Good. You can talk about it the same way that I talked about the death of Optimus Prime. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I liked it. 
Dave? I agree. I'm going to give it eight plumber's mustaches. Oh, wow. <laughs> eight and a half Ron Jeremy's that's mustaches. How, that's how, that's how, that's how you'd find in the Urban Dictionary, plumber's mustache. Come on. That's how they tried to torture Luigi by pulling off his mustache. That was an important plot point. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I think we're all in agreement. It's a good movie. Especially if you have kids, go go take them. All right, that is all we've got to say about Super Mario Brothers the movie. So now let's let's wrap it up for the week. Let's go around the room. Just a, have you learned anything this week on the podcast? Or B, do you have any recommendations for the audience? And I think you both have recommendations. JD, you can go first. My son has become in the last three weeks has become an expert in all things Pokemon. Ooh. He has gone, him and all his friends have gone off the deep end and are so, because yeah, little kids get super excited about stuff. We are uh-huh. super excited about Pokemon. So this Easter, he got so much Pokemon shit. And I'm astounded how much he knows about this already. Does not know how to play the game, like it's a card game. But right. I don't that's, think him and the kids give a flying. Yeah, the kids don't give a shit. They're telling me, well, this Yoshi, this uh, Pikachu has 60 health. I'm like, what does that mean? And he looks at me like, it means it has 60 health, Dad. Get with the picture. So I'm like, all right, I'm in. So it's uh, it's fun watching this kid go through. And I'm not, I didn't, I'm not recommending anyone get into the Pokemon habit. I'm not recommending anybody have a child. I'm just saying, I didn't learn shit on the podcast, but I've learned more than I could possibly have ever wanted to learn about Pokemon in the last few weeks. <laughs> I'm not recommending anyone have a child wait until <laughs> you can get best line ever on this podcast. wait until you get to the genealogy that's not what i meant you too i didn't mean oh it's, he gives me lectures about mewtwo all the time i'm not saying i don't recommend having children because it's great but i'm not telling people to go out and have children specifically for these conversations because that sounds weird i'm just telling you that by proxy i'm learning more about pokemon than i ever thought possible because i miss pokemon i was too old for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Randy says, Randy says, good advice. Never have kids. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have three recommendations. Number one, we're get. By the way, the context of this is we're getting to the new the new season of anime. Number one is there's a new there's a new anime called Summon to Another World for a Second Time, which has a really interesting premise and I think looks promising, even though there's another episode go. Coming up, so I would say try that one out. There's another one that I cannot find. I just had it here. I tried it and it sucked. Oh, the, yeah, there's another one that's the Aristocrats Otherworldly Adventures Serving Gods Who Don't Care or Who Go Too Far. And there you go, JD. Like the Aristocrats. The Aristocrats. Yeah, the Aristocrats. <laughs> I wonder how many people would get, to get that joke these days. Probably the like five. <laughs> Otherworldly adventure, every gods who go too far. That was, that's okay too. The other thing is that I tried another show, My Life as Inukai, Inukai's, Inukai-san's dog. Someday when the rapture happens, God is going to look down and see that we have made that and send us all to hell. That I is didn't like, make it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Humans made it. And we're all doomed. We're all going to be doomed because of that. It's just seems. I, no, I can't even explain it. If I attempt to explain, anything I don't want about you to. I don't. My want life you to. as Inukai's son's dog. If I explain any of that, YouTube will immediately shut our channel down. That's fine. 
I'm good here. That's how yeah. bad it is. Don't watch that. Done. That would be bad. So it's an anti-recommendation. It's an anti-recommendation. It's radioactive. Don't go anywhere near it, even with protection. <laughs> so there you go. All right, Dave. Laughing my ass off. That is hilarious. Oh. Okay. From Friday. He gets it. I've guaranteed that people are going to check it out now. I am not responsible. <laughs> I oh, warned I learned, you. <laughs> I learned that John likes to play reverse psychology with our audience and get them to watch dirty anime. How else uh, do I have my fun? Let's see. What do I recommend? First off, I recommend that if you're watching this podcast, hit that subscribe button and leave a like and a comment on this video. And we will use that comment in our next episode. I also would recommend that you go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media at the top of the page. And of course, comic book reviews by our good friend Kristen and so much more. Other than that, I got nothing. Actually, I do have a recommendation. If you live in the and you live and but you can move out to the country, do it because I'm so ready to do it. But in two days, Lancaster, especially if you can work from home like you do, that's oh yeah, nice to be able to do that. Yeah, I still I'm still tied to my home office. But I got nothing. What are we doing next week? Little taste, give them a little taste of what we're doing next week. How many movies are coming out? There's another movie coming out, isn't there? There was a there was an. We were going to talk about an old movie, remember? Oh, yeah. We were going to watch Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, God, no. Oh, oh crap. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, uh, why did I open my mouth? The original Dungeons & Dragons movie, right? From the 90s? 2000. 2000. Oh, okay. So I recommend if you've never watched the original Dungeons & Dragons movie from 2000, you do that because we'll be talking about that in the podcast next week. Also, go ahead. Also, not taking responsibility for that. Sorry. <laughs> but until then, as always, thanks for watching, and don't let your cape caught in the door. Have a good week. There, it's over. All that's left now is the infinite void. <laughs>